0: Had a website, but it wasn't, it was just, it was almost like a vanity project back then. Now it is like an entrance fee to have a business. Good. Hey, I wanted to let you know that the Google Guarantee, the Google ads, man, I'm getting 12 to 16 calls a week. My goal is at least do 10 to 15 more years, grow it up, sell it for 40, 50 million, maybe more.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Titan Talks. My name is Jonathan Stern. I'm an engineer at Topline Pro, but once a week, I have the honor of sitting down with successful home service entrepreneurs to discuss their journeys to success. Today is September 20th, 2023, and my guest is Rick Dora of Centex Pressure Washing, a hood cleaning and pressure washing service in San Marcos, Texas. Rick has more than 30 years of experience in the industry. And we're thrilled to have you here today to discuss the business. Rick, thanks so much for coming on and welcome to Titan Talks.
0: Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate that. Just so we... Hey, I'm not going to interrupt you, but it's Doria. Just so we got the last name right. It's Doria. Doria. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Hey, it's
1: cool, thanks, man. Nick told me Dora. <laughs> we're going to yell at him afterwards.
0: Okay. Yeah, let's do let's do that. I'm,
1: I'm so sorry, Rick. Um, <laughs> no, do you, do you want just... to do another intro? We could do that. No. Let's keep this, man. I'm
0: I'm good. It's fun.
1: <laughs> Let's keep it. All right. To get started, Mister Doria,
0: there could you please
1: tell us how you got started in pressure washing, hood cleaning, kitchen cleaning? Tell us about your origin story.
0: Yeah, man. Well, um, it started in '03. Uh, um, basically, I was just needing a job. I was uh, going to college, and um I was getting my engineering degree, and I was working uh, for this company called Syntex Pressure Washing. And um, I was doing really good, but my grades started basically just falling. And I was going to school in the morning and working at night. And as you know, man, you're you're really burning burning the candles like at both ends. And I I just couldn't do it anymore. And it it was really just hindering my my education. And um, so I actually quit and I actually did it for – Three years, because um, my school was off and on, but I, I worked as a pressure washer, uh, vent hood tech, and just kind of worked my way up um, with the previous owner, Michael Tessero. And uh, he taught me a lot in those three years. And uh, I quit, and I went off to work for a um, call center um, job with a little company at the time called Telenetwork, now known as One Support, And I did that for about 18 years and in between those 18 years i mean i worked my way up as all the way up to operations manager but in those 18 years i worked part-time for power washing you know um, so i was still i was still in the know Uh, i still kept my hands wet and my feet dirty you know just (laughs) from all the grease. um and then uh, you know i i found my relationship with christ uh, a couple years ago and about that time, I, uh, I really wanted to do something different, you know, I, with my life. I wanted to do something that uh, I could give back to my community. I wanted to um, just help other people. And part of that was I wanted to be a cop, believe it or not. I wanted to be a resource cop for, um, hmm. at a high school just to help teenagers, right, uh, kind of like my kids and help them through process. Let them know, hey, I've made the decision that you're about to make. Don't do it. You know, like uh, just just to be there for him, just a a, a voice, right, or an ear. Well, um, at the time, uh, my wife and I were were praying for wherever he wanted me to be, and uh, I get a phone call from um, Mike's wife, Pat, and she's like, "Hey, uh, Mike's looking to retire, and we want to know if you want to buy the business." And I said, "Well, this is great. I just pray for, her, but I'm sorry, but I don't, I don't, I don't really have the funds." And uh, she's like, you know, don't worry about that. We'll take care of it, and we'll, we'll figure it out. Well, I put my faith in God, and a year later, I completely bought the business and uh, turned it into um, 50% profit from the previous year to this year. Um, so that's a, a quick little story, I guess, and in a nutshell, kind of how it all happened. Um, you know, a lot more details, but that's pretty much what the, the story, how it went. An Un- unbelievable story. Thank you
1: for sharing all that, Rick. Um, yeah. when you were working part-time for syntax, um, how many, how many hours a week was that? Would you say?
0: Oh man, we were probably doing, it could be, I was either doing from five to 10 just about, and I was, I actually went to school, um, to actually be certified as a, um, technician and and be under the NFPA 96 just to be certified and in the business you're a step above a lot of those other companies that aren't certified Uh, and part of syntax is that anytime that we send somebody out there um, they have to be certified Uh, just because um, it's just you want someone to understand the the safety right the protection it's fire protection so we want to make sure that somebody out there understands um, the do's and the don'ts and and for the customer, right? We want to be preventative and we want to protect them as well.
1: And I I know you said going all the way back to the beginning of that story, that when you started, you worked for Sentex. Is this the very same company that you're owning now that you worked for at the beginning of your career?
0: That is. Wow. Okay. So yeah.
1: then Sentex so has been around what, 30, 40 30, 40 years now.
0: Is that right? 30. It's he started it in eighty seven. So, yeah, just, uh, yeah, he started it a long time ago. And his little story, I, you know, he used to do construction and um, he had a, he did that for a long time. He was a teacher at, uh, he, was a, he was a teacher um, for art in a high school, I believe in Lockhart. Hmm. And then, um, he, in Lockhart, right? oh man, it's the best, but I'm going to tell you, I, I, okay, we're, we're going to take a subject here about barbecue. I love barbecue, man and uh one of the best places
1: i'm from dallas originally so i i know know Uh, yeah
0: sorry go on yeah no man i was gonna tell you so smitty's i feel personally is is the best people will bark at this but you know there's like five different places in lockhart you can get barbecue from right and i personally love smitty's um but ultimately if you're from dallas you Do you Have you heard of Luling? I've not, no. Okay, in Luling, there's a a place called City Market. And, man, if you're ever in town, go to Luling. It's probably like 30 minutes, maybe 15, 20 minutes from Lockhart. Preferred, man. I mean, they have the Big Red. They have the Brisket. You walk in to this little room, and you still smell like it, man. When you walk out, like you go to your car, you're still going to smell like it. (laughs) um so anyways um sorry man i got off track when you said no you
1: said lockhart i couldn't i couldn't help it uh, (laughs) yeah yeah. um
0: so he he was an art teacher there and he did some construction work and he uh he's like look you know i want to do something on my own i want to figure something out and just do the business and um he's like i could. let me get into power washing there wasn't too much in in the town of san marcus and uh, he started doing houses and and uh, sidewalks and then got into doing bent hoods which is a really interesting niche in itself because there's not too many of us out there um it's uh it's greasy and a lot of people don't like dirty jobs oh, I would love
1: to hear, I mean you've been in it for decades now again off and on in the middle right would love to mm-hmm. hear about the the project you're most proud of
0: oh so project that i'm most proud of you know from where the company was and where it is now what the part-time work taught me because at my other full-time I were people relations hmm. right sure. so my project what i have to say is keeping keeping people right building that um, building just a, a network of people building Young people that in the business, Um, I wanted to. I didn't want our turnover to be every other week a new person, right? I wanted to build a culture. You know, I wanted to build a brand, which the brand was there, but I wanted to make it fun, right? I wanted to make it entertaining. I wanted to put videos out. I wanted to do podcasts. Like Michael Tissero, he is like we consider him the OG of all this. You know, he actually is the at the at the university that they teach at, which is uh powerwash.com, university.com, he actually teaches it up in Dallas. Hmm. And um that's part of the certification. And so he knows all the ins and outs. And so um I wanted to build on that and make it fun and not have so much shown over. So my project was I want to keep people. I want to keep people entertained. I wanted to make it fun. I want to build a culture. Where it's not just oh you do that greasy job, you know, um, and so I feel like I've done that. I, I got a good crew, and you know when when your crew enjoys coming to work to do a dirty job, you would ought to feel that that's that's pretty good. You know they like coming to work and hanging out, right? It's not it's not a job per se all the time. It's like hey man, I get to hang out with my my, my buds, right? I would say that would be my project. If that's what you were referring to.
1: Yeah, no, that's that, that's great, Rick. Why why is it, um, you know, the the greasiest job imaginable? It isn't. It isn't fun all the time, and yet they enjoy coming to work. What is it about the work? What is it about the the atmosphere that you've created that, um,
0: gets them excited? You know, I I think it's um the first word that comes to mind is respect, right? Um, I I give them as much as respect as they give me. And one of the biggest things that I tell them is that I'm not your boss. You're my boss, right? I work for you. And in terms of whatever you need to do the job better, I'm going to go do it for you. Because at the end of the day, they're out there on the ground, right? And if whatever I can do on the back end to help them, then I'm going to do it. Um, And that's something that I learned in in operations is, you know, is, is people. You know, you have to be a people person. Not everybody is the same. Not everybody learns the same. And you have to be able to adapt to each individual person learning abilities and be able to transfer that data over so that they understand it better. Um, And that's just something that I've learned over the years and I've implemented it into the business now. And I can say, I mean, I've I've kept these guys now for um, close to six months, you know, and I'll be honest, that's in our business. That is that is pretty good um, because a lot of people will say, "Hey, man, I can, I can get the same amount flipping burgers, right?" I mean, right now you're getting almost twenty bucks an hour to flip burgers, or you want to go get greasy, right? You know, so I think it's all about culture. It's all about you know respecting your people and um, something that I've learned is not to say your people. I, I consider the guys I work for with with me, my coworkers, right? Um, because I don't own them, they don't own me we're all on the same page, you know, um, I get dirty out there with them. So I think, you know, just being there with them, um, you know, is, is part of that culture.
1: Let's talk quickly about the the profits that you mentioned at the end of your story. Um, profit up 50% in one year. Is that right, Rick?
0: Yeah, it is. I, that's, that's what we're projected to right now. Yes, sir.
1: Awesome. Um, what's one thing you did to sort of transform the the business aspect? I, I don't, I don't know that it, you were in, you know, particular. I don't know that when you took over, it was particularly hard times, but it, you, you've certainly um, transformed the business for the better. How'd you do that?
0: Um, I believe what I did was in as cliche or simple as it sounded. It was uh, just organizational, right? Um, a lot of the um, old school writing stuff down on a piece of paper transferred to computer um, you know and 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 I think that transition kind of helped speed a lot of different processes yep. you know and and what I brought into with a lot of the new clients that I brought in it was people relations I'm not into having a contract I'm not into um, just money I I want a partnership right just with top line pro that's what I want I want to be able to call Nick and be like hey Nick this is the problem. Can you fix it? Yeah, no problem. I'll take care of it. That's what I want, right? And that's what I want the customers to understand: is hey, if you have an issue, you can call me, or if we can break bread together. Whatever it is, I, I just want that partnership. I want that real relationship. That's that's what I want from a from a business. And honestly, with Topline Pro, that when I first met Nick, that's exactly what I got. I, I felt that comfortness, right? I, I could just go and hang out, we can share a beer and just talk shop and have fun. And that to me is worth more than than, than money, right? We can build that relationship. Everything else will build around itself.
1: How many employees do you have today? Eleven. Okay. And all all full time or some part time sprinkled through.
0: So we have uh four. Um we have four actually I'm sorry, five um full time. And the rest are, are part-time
1: great and in terms of jobs on the schedule, are you packed for uh, a few weeks or, or months or <laughs> How's that how does that how does that work with the calendar?
0: man I, I am packed and and that's wow. it's a good <laughs> problem oh yeah <laughs> it's it's a great problem and I actually I was, was talking to my wife the other day I was like, you know I might have to hire another person just to do the scheduling. Um, just because at times as business owners, we wear a bunch of hats and that's not always good, right? Because we're just, we're, we're spreading ourselves thin. And, um, so I was like, you know, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm, I don't have that luxury of time to scheduling. So yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty jam packed, especially, um, around, uh, August and every three months after that, because we have a lot of universities that uh, yep. that we clean. And you know, when school's around, you know we've got to get in there, get in there fast, and take care of them so they can start their semesters.
1: Are most of the jobs that you're undertaking uh, day long, project week long, or do, do any go on for months? I mean, how how serious are the operations typically?
0: You know, I would I, I would say for us um, the longest we've ever spent was about one to three days, and normally oh, really? we're staying mm-hmm. the night somewhere.
1: Even the university jobs where you're, you know, maybe cleaning multiple buildings and, and you know, all, all, all the grime, all the, all the grit, still just one to three days.
0: Right. One to three days. And, and I've and I've maximized it to where you have to be efficient and effective at the same time. Right. Yep. Obviously, operating costs plays into effect. Um, timing is a huge factor. And so what I've come up with is just being able to really time things precisely. Obviously, I've given some wiggle room, um, but in about, I would probably give it about three days. We can probably knock out um, in our town, a we, you know, uh, we t- we clean Texas State, right, and and San Marcos, and so they have quite a bit of buildings, and um, you know, we can normally knock that out in about with all buildings about three days, four tops, just depending on you know weather. Right. That's that plays into it. But we haven't had any rain. So it's been pretty dry. It's been pretty hot. How do
1: you, how do you, how'd you get all these jobs? Um, let's take Texas State. Who's, who's reaching out? How do they get on the schedule?
0: Yeah. So Texas State has been a, a long term customer. And, uh, you know, I got to give credit, credit towards due. And, and that was all Mike back then. And um, he's kept a good re- relationship with, the the current uh, person point of contact and what it comes down to in order just to keep contracts like that is people relations, right? Um, Just like, you know, once you, once you know somebody, you know what they're capable of, whether it's a company or a person, you want to keep them around because you know them and they know you and you know the type of work. And so we've just been able to provide that service over years. And I believe Texas state is probably one of one of the longest contracts we had which is uh, right over 20 years we've we've had we've had that contract
1: wow um what about other jobs are they is it through the website is it uh, google business profile um yes. what are the what are the ways in which customers find you
0: so we've had at least a good um 20 come through the the website um a lot of them are are residential um but with my um it, we also have a um We've done a lot of Google stuff, right, over the years to try to put us at the top when you Google vent hood or exhaust fan, right, to where it puts us at the top. And that's kind of my goal with Topline is to be able to um, just boost our our scene on, on the web, right, with Google, with Facebook. Um, my next my next kind of uh, project is going to be TikTok, right, um, and, and kind of putting uh, these vent hoods and, and what we do just to – just for people to see. I mean, it's it's not your, I tell everybody, it's not your TikTok power washing where you just sit behind a, uh, you know, uh, we call it a lawnmower um, or you're just spraying left and right. You know, it's this is actually some some greasy stuff and kind of the tools that we use that makes it really interesting. So that's, that's one of my next projects um, and not gonna lie, but one of the other ways that I get a lot of these jobs is I go eat at their restaurant. <laughs> That's probably why I gained like a good 40 pounds, you know, but um, I'll go to the restaurant, man, and I'll just I'll eat and 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 I'll just go ask for the general manager and just talk to him and literally say exactly what I've told you. And they get to see a face. They know that I come in and I've dined and I've given them some feedback. And if I can at least give them an estimate and we can build that relationship and they know they can depend on me.
1: Are some of these jobs, uh, is it usually the restaurant, let's, let's say that a restaurant happens to reach out, you, you, you didn't go dine in, restaurant reaches out once, once the kitchen cleaned. Um, is it the case that uh, they want to clean up their kitchen? Or is the government telling them that in order to continue to be able to serve food, they're going to need to uh, clean up the kitchen? What, what's, what tends to be the, the impetus for the job?
0: So I would probably say it's as, as far as you know the government or other entities as far as city you know you sure. know city right. municipalities anything like that that's probably a good twenty to thirty percent of hey we're going to come in and you need to have a hood sticker that shows that you're up to date and certified one right. that is a certificate of uh, cleanliness that we offer our uh, our clients and so the other part of it is they've had someone. And they're not doing as good as a job. And and I don't want to, and I'm not here barking on, on any other company out there that, that's doing it. But there is, there are some one-man shows. And some of these, some of these restaurants understand that they're one-man shows, but they need a little more. You know, they need a little more uh, from that company. And sometimes those companies just aren't big enough yet. And so they'll call me and they'll do that Google search. Or they'll call another restaurant and they'll say, hey man, who do you use? And our name comes up right and they google us and they see our pictures that top line pro will put up there our videos and see what we do and that that actually helps me right like hey I'll, you can see what we do now right and there's the videos, or there's a what's really cool the um whatever it is the, the before and after you know that's really neat that that the young guys come up with um so yeah man i would say that uh um a lot of it is they they want somebody else right or some other company just is not doing it anymore. Hmm. What's actually? Your... I got two the other day for just exactly like that.
1: Two two jobs in the last week where the the former um it mm-hmm. just wasn't doing it. Wow. Well. Yeah. What's your goal in in five years or in ten years,
0: Rick? All right, man. So <laughs> I'm glad you said that. <laughs> um actually my... one year. What's the goal in one year? So. By next year, my goal is to hit a million, right? That, and then revenue. That's, 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 that's my goal. In um, the next two years following that, I want to basically have a turnkey operation. Um, that's, that's my goal. And then I want to uh, branch out to other businesses that are similar to what we do. Um, okay. I've looked into the fire suspension systems, the Ansel systems, right? I mean, we're, we're already there. Why not already take care of it? I'm not trying to create a huge one-stop shop, but that's kind of what I want to get into is here are a couple other companies that are associated that we can take care of your kitchen fully, right? Instead of having a list of people and we can do it all in-house, you know, from repairs to your Ensel systems, to your kitchen vinegar systems. We also came up with a um, filter exchange program so that kitchens don't have to clean their filters. We're able to lease them two different sets and change them out once a month. And so it's a lot less grease going down your pipes and you're not spending that payroll and having them clean them. And we come and do it once a month.
1: Let's say you um, are. Uh, oh, go. I'm sorry. go. No, on. I
0: was, well, was going to say, and so my goal after that, once I've cultivated the company and moved on, I want to um, get back. I want to get into uh, realty <laughs> real estate, you know um, that's something that i uh, that's kind of been on my mind. Um, but this is exactly where God wanted me to be. And I have faith that he's going to direct me wherever he wants me to go. So I'm I'm here and and I'm doing my, my best. Wonderful. Let's, let's say you are
1: able to branch out into other services in the coming years. What sort of training would be necessary in order to, uh, do that at the highest level? Are there additional certifications, or permits, you'd have to go out and get. What's that process like?
0: No, yeah, definitely. And um, just for the fire uh, safety, um, I mean, you know, obviously, you don't have to go through the fire, you know, firefighter academy, but they have a separate uh, test and certification for uh, fire safety in the Ansil system. And, and learning that—that's um, something that I'm slowly kind of learning what that process is because that's kind of my next step. Uh, and, and to learning something like that, uh, along with um, repair, you know, the, the fan repair, exhaust fan repair from motors to bearings to electrical. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of good, um, you know, schools out there that that teach that. And so I want to send my guys out there just to learn it, you know, so we can be we can be better for the customer.
1: How long are those courses typically? A few months? <laughs>
0: Um, they are some, most of them are actually not as long as you, you would think, um, okay. there, they are a, a couple months, uh, the fire safety, I believe it's it's a couple months. Uh, I could be wrong, but the, uh, the fan repair is probably about a week or less, just depending on, um, who's actually, uh, doing those courses.
1: And the, the additional cost, is it, um, do you have any sense whether it's, you know, hundreds, thousands, I a- I imagine it would be worth it if you do, if you do decide to invest the money and and get your guys up to speed in that, but just, just curious what, what that costs you.
0: Um, you know, I, I don't have any hard numbers, um, per se, but I know that the cost would probably be probably about 25% of probably what my, could be my revenue to really get things going. Oh, wow. Um, and, um, and that's, that, Just is ballpark, you know, uh, and that's meaning from getting, you know, trucks certified, you know, uh, marketing, um, just, just building it basically from the ground up.
1: Final question before the rapid fire round, um, curious, <laughs> curious, curious what you did with your online presence before you had a website and, and why you decided to get one.
0: Uh. You ever heard yellow pages? That <laughs> <laughs> was before my time, Rick. <laughs> yeah, hey man, I, I, man. You know it's funny. My wife does that it all the time. She's she, she's like, oh, that's before my time. Yeah, never heard mold. So yeah, what we did, man, it was it was it was, it was uh, before the online presence. It was just um, yellow pages. It was just doing one restaurant, on and they were talking to somebody else. It was uh, even in our local newspaper, you know, that we would have we would have our, our information out there. Um, it was, it was pretty minimal to be honest. I mean, there wasn't really much that we were doing at the time before we really pushed online. Um, mm-hmm. and that's what really kind of helped us to the next step.
1: It's, it's Titan talks. We like to close with a rapid fire round. Are you ready?
0: Yeah. You know, it, it reminds me of, uh, I was thinking of when you say rapid fire, it reminds me of, um, uh, uh, stepbrothers when they're being interviewed doing, <laughs> they're doing the interview session, but anyway, go ahead. Sorry.
1: What's the biggest mistake you've made at the helm of syntax. And what did you learn as a result?
0: The biggest mistake I've made, man, uh, I, I miss payroll to be honest. I miss payroll one day because they got too busy and I and I know what that did to the people in the culture and I knew that I put myself in their shoes and I made it right but it was totally on me and I owned up to it and so I'd probably say that was probably one of my biggest admin you know fails was that I had I had mispaired when I was supposed to do it um got to correct it but it was definitely made me humble to be like hey these people are depending on, on you and you, and you fail them, you know? I don't know, but it got correct. So I would probably say that was probably one of, one of one of them that I've learned sure. for sure.
1: You, you mentioned the organizational challenges around scheduling. Um, other than that, what's, what's the greatest challenge, the hardest thing that you're facing right now?
0: Uh, the hardest thing that I think I'm facing right now is, I want to say growth because I don't want to grow too fast and too big, right? Um, Because I want to make sure I have enough people. And I think sometimes that is um, one of the things that I'm afraid of is to grow too fast, too quick, you know, and I don't have enough people. Um, So I would, that's the first thing that comes to mind.
1: What's the most surprising been since you took over at Centex?
0: I, well, on a job, I had never seen this before, but uh, we were putting in a, um, we were putting in an access panel into this restaurant and I literally saw this much of grease. Now, I'm going to tell you, like this, this was a, you know, it was a duck, but it had this much grease all the way around. So when you look through it, there was a hole about this big but everything else was grease. And it looked like greasicles. And I was just amazed. And I asked, Hey, when was the last time this was clean? They were like, Oh, it might've been over 40 years ago, just that portion of it. And I was just like, this is something that I have to put on a website. This is something that you don't see every day. Uh, so yeah, I was, in all my years since oh three you know to that day i had never seen anything like that before um it was kind of like you know a relic you know you're what you who knows what was in there i mean we, i think we found like just crusty uh crusty things and it was you I mean, we were just scraping man just getting dirty and it was just amazing just to see how thick it was and i, I mean it it almost looked like a big old brisket slab, right? You know, if we were thinking about if we we're thinking about food, man. It looked like a brisket slab, but you couldn't you couldn't squeeze it and see the juice. Uh, it was just it was it was hard, man. So that's probably one of the one of the shocking things that I've seen um, they're doing with and this business. For, for those who are are
1: listening rather than watching on YouTube, I think I think you just described what six to eight inches of grease. With with dendrites and icicles.
0: Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, greasicles. Greasicles. Gre- greasicles
1: we, excuse me. Greasicles. That's right. Yeah. Um, and it, well, th- thank you for that. Um, very cl- colorful. <laughs> to to close, Rick, um, number of pros listening to this who are just starting out thinking of uh thinking of starting their own business, thinking of of getting going in the home services. What advice would you offer to them?
0: um and have faith never give up um whether you walk into a shop or you walk into your garage or wherever your business is at just look at something and ask yourself what can i do today to make it better tomorrow hmm. um, just don't overwhelm yourself um just know that you can um it's like what i tell my guys in cleaning you it, it there might be a fan that's really nasty but if you take a section at a time, you'll get there. So instead of climbing that you had that ladder, instead of jumping three spots, most of the time when people do that, they slip back down. But if you take it one step at a time, you'll finally get to the top.
1: So and stay encouraged.
0: To... Yeah, that's it. Yep. Rick, thank you so much
1: for coming on Titan Talks. It was outstanding to meet you and and to hear your story. We wish you all the luck in the world. Thank you so yeah. much.
0: No problem. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.